Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, April 20th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, will Senate Republicans stick with Kevin McCarthy on the debt limit? Number two, Julie Sue goes before Senate help in her quest to become the next labor secretary. And number three, state versus House Republicans on Afghanistan. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The top story dominating Washington continues to be the debt ceiling and Speaker Kevin McCarthy's efforts to not only keep his chamber uh, and Republicans in line and in his kind of support of his tactics when it comes to the debt ceiling, but also uh, Senate Republicans, which is a much bigger task. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what happened yesterday. Um, Yesterday, we had Kevin McCarthy, just to review, released his debt ceiling um, proposal. Uh, You know, Brez likes me calling it the debt limit, Anna, and does not allow debt ceiling in copy, which is a very interesting thing because you and I, we've all been writing about the debt ceiling for quite some time. Uh, and I've never heard anybody have a preference about ceiling versus limit. I've even gone to debt cap at different points in my career, but um, or borrowing limit. But anyway, I digress. So McCarthy released this thing yesterday. Uh, we scooped that he was going to release it yesterday. We scooped the details. One point five trillion uh, dollar hike, uh, or till March thirty first, whichever comes first. Um, that is a that is about the only thing under the sun in this bill that could survive that seems like anybody could be interested in. And I'm not even sure anyone's interested in that because there's so much else in there that's completely a non-starter with Senate Democrats in the White House. Basically uprooting and gutting the entirety of the IRA. Not the entirety, not the drug provisions and things like that, but all the clean tax credits and the... um green vehicle stuff and and the you know all that stuff it includes hr1 the republicans energy package the reigns act we've gone through this a million times but it includes all these republican and conservative priorities initially uh the right is happy uh you had people like bob good who hate you know i don't know if he hates mccarthy but he he was not for mccarthy in the speaker race uh say that they're that they like this bill so mccarthy intends to put this on the floor next week before leaving for a week-long recess um and in which uh, over which time he'll be in uh in the middle east for his his uh, uh trip abroad as speaker um so uh now the big thing the his gambit here relies on basically two things as we write this morning number one that he could pass this 320 page bill uh you know big question there it's a question you know i will say the body language at this point feels good listen if he can't pass this thing we might we're 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 defaulting because he can't pass anything if he can't pass this because this is this is like a republican fever dream to be honest with you um in the sense that it has every basically Basically, every Republican policy, conservative policy that, you know, the leadership has touted for for quite some time. Number two, it relies on Senate Republicans backing him up, which at this point he they are. Um, we canvassed all the kind of deal making people, you know, moderate Senate Republicans who would be open to a clean debt ceiling increase. And they were like, now nah, we're cool right now. Um, not even. Well, we'll see when we get there, but we're good and we should cut spending. 
That's a good sign for, for McCarthy um, because Kevin McCarthy needs backup from Senate Republicans because the big thing that everyone's talking about in the Capitol downtown uh, at the White House is so what happens if McCarthy passes this and then the Senate passes a clean debt ceiling and, and says, here, Kevin, take this. At this point, I don't think that's going to that. I mean, that might happen at some point. Let's be clear. But at this point, it doesn't look as easy as that. And um, so that should, I guess, theoretically prompt some people to be like, maybe we should talk because the White House's position is that they shouldn't talk and and they shouldn't negotiate. And um, and that's not a that's not okay with McCarthy. Um, And I you know, so what do you think of that? Yeah, listen, I think. Where we are in the dynamics we are today, right, which uh, is is April 20th, um, the, the, you, two big hurdles, right? Passing this bill. I agree. It feels like, you know, everybody is, it seems a lot more in lockstep. You don't have a lot of people's hair on fire um, about this. That's going to be his first big test. I think the bigger thing when it comes to these Senate uh, moderate Republicans, like, sure, they're on board for now. I, I think that this gets closer. They start hearing from donors. They start hearing from businesses. Uh, the markets get nervous. I think things can change really completely quickly. completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. So I think right now, snapshot, this is what McCarthy needs. Let's see where we are in three weeks. Um, you well, know, maybe, and, and, and maybe, that, I, I, I want to underline what you just said, like a bunch of times, underline, because, you know, it is a... Um, we are rapidly approaching this thing. I mean, there there is a there is a question, and I think we should just talk about this for one quick second, then we can move on, Anna, unless you have other things to say. But um, we are now in a situation, basically, in which the debt ceiling could come up in early June or mid-June. If they could get to mid-June, the thought is that they can get to mid-July or August. That's just the way the treasury accounts work. They'll have to see what what came in in uh, April 1 or April 7 uh, eight, whatever that is, 18th when the um, tax receipts were were due, so they got to cash some checks, I guess. Um but you, you know, there is a um this is this could come closer than this could come sooner than people think, and that and that should be of concern. And and what you said about the markets is right. Like where the markets have not reacted really to this, and but they will. They absolutely will. Right, because I feel like there's this underlying sense that like they're not going to default. Right, that just seems to be the posture that that a lot of a lot of folks are taking in the business world. And you know maybe that's fine for today, but as it gets closer things will become much more to focus and the pressure will ratchet up. And, you know, as much as Mitch McConnell is letting this be Kevin McCarthy's hot potato for now, once it becomes much more in play, I have a hard time thinking that, you know, it's only going to be the McCarthy show. Yeah. And and, and Uh, listen, and listen, maybe we won't default. Like, that's a fine position to hold, but there's no evidence of that right now, <laughs> right? There's no evidence that we won't default. If you're look like, except history, but history is not is not applicable when there's different players, different incentives. The house is much more conservative and 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 unruly than it was in 2011, and all the other debt limit fights. And I just think that like what di- what never happened never happened until it happens. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that, like, I- I'm not saying they're going to default. I don't have a crystal ball. But I, what I am saying is that, you know, y- y- you can't make predictions right now 
that are just, you know, that are just blanket predictions and be confident about it. You just can't. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. The Senate Help Committee will take up the nomination of Julie Sue for Labor Secretary today. Of course, as we've been documenting for the past uh, week or so, maybe even a little bit longer, whether the Senate will confirm Sue is far from clear at this point. Uh, there are at least three moderate Democrats, uh, well, Democratic Senators John Tester of Montana, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, and uh, the Independent from Arizona, Kirsten Cinema, who are declining to say whether they're going to support her bid, all voted for her uh, in July 2021 as deputy secretary. Um, this is just another, to me, Jake, the thing I, I, I find really interesting is how this administration has been putting up and then sticking with some of these candidates that seem uh, like a long shot at best to make it in, into confirmation. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, I, I wonder, I, I wonder why sometimes, to be honest with you. I don't know if... The, I, I tend to agree that this is going to be a difficult confirmation. Um, Labor is sticking up big time for Sue uh, and Bernie Sanders in an interview yesterday with us uh, stuck up for her as well. Um, But there is, you know, listen, I think there are a lot of competing concerns with the White House about why they they choose these people uh, that look like they might not get get through. Um, now I don't know if Sue's going to get through. I think it's going to be difficult. I'm not sure it's going to. I'm not sure she's going to go down. I don't think. I think if it's clear she's going to go down, then the, the, she'll withdraw or whatever. But um, uh, the the difficulty th- is here is a lot. Some of the people who are against her have voted for her in the past, um, and and I think that that becomes a, a little bit more difficult of a of an issue to uh, to oppose Sue on. Um, so. Uh, Brez also talked to Liz Schuler, uh, the head of the AFL-CIO, about Sue. They are very, um, they're very pro Julie Sue for the for the uh, uh, position. So I mean, listen, she is number two at labor. <laughs> you know, it's not like she's coming at this from you know, it's not like she's a random person off the street. She's number two at labor. She's in line for this job. Uh, but we'll have to see how much the the White House will fight for her and how much the um, and how how much. Uh, Senate, Senate Democrats will lean into her because as of now, no Senate Republicans are going to back Sue. Uh, so we'll see what, we'll see how this shakes out. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Afghanistan Oversight Secretary of State Antony Blinken has not complied with House Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Michael McCall's subpoena for a Kabul embassy dissent cable, setting the stage for a potential legal battle over access to the document. Um, this has been something that our our very own Max Cohn has been really covering uh, every twist and turn from the initial uh, effort by McCall to get this uh, dissent cable to the pushback from state saying, you know, if we give you this this document, then people aren't going to, you know, foreign people aren't going to be able to to be honest. Uh, you know, they're going to be worried about their kind of their thoughts in real time being put out in front of Congress. Um, and so there's been kind of this negotiating happening. And um, now it's going to be interesting to see, does McCall kind of push the go button on taking this uh, on the legal front since clearly state now is saying, well, we're not going to do that. We'll, what about a hearing? Um, I'm not sure that's going to appease him. No, not going to appease him. They've offered to brief him on this about the concerns raised in the, in the uh, dissent cable. Um, McCall is not 
he's not like some other chairs um to say to just to put it delicately um he's a serious dude um who has a serious staff and by the way former chair of the homeland security committee this is somebody who has who understands oversight who understands congress and who understands subpoenas and what they mean i mean listen the State Department saying we believe our offers could satisfactorily provide the committee with the information it needs to conduct its oversight function while still protecting the dissent channel. You know, I, I understand Congress has the prerogative here, and I understand the state's argument. I get, I get that that people will be you know chilled from talking to, from sending dissent cables, but um, you know this. I, I imagine this is going to end up in court. I, I, I can't imagine that there's any off ramp at this point. I mean, because because state has provided an off ramp and McCall hasn't taken it, so uh, probably ending up in court. I, I'm not a lawyer, um, but I uh, did sleep in a Holiday Inn Express last night. So, no, but I think I think that um, I think that they I think it ends up in court. I don't know how that turns out. All right, we're going to end there. Uh, just a reminder that we are both going to be talking to House Problem Solver Caucus co-chairs Brian Fitzpatrick, the Republican from Pennsylvania, and Josh Gottheimer, the Democrat from New Jersey, this morning, uh, kicking that off at 9 a.m. Uh, you can still RSVP for that conversation, especially the streaming option uh, at our events hub at punchbowl.news. If you like The Daily Punch, talk about it, share it with your friends. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchable.news. Have a great day and stay safe.